Hey everybody, welcome back to the Mortals Inc. Podcast. I'm Carlos Robles. I'm here to talk about a bunch of stuff related to gaming, the gaming world, and our store. <laughs> Hopefully we have things going on pretty good today. But as always, I'm going to be joined by Nate Elwood. Hello folks. Nate Elwood is our resident uh, RPG expert. I'm just a nerd. Yeah. No, well, too bad you're not the expert. I like to attach titles to everybody. Uh, then because, I am uh, an expert. <laughs> I like to ta- I like to attach titles to everybody. It makes them feel important. It makes me feel important. Uh, so, but today we're going to talk about Forbidden Lands. This is a new game that came out. It's new, right? Yes. It's okay, new. it's a new game that came <laughs> yes. out. Just got it in, and for in, on, for a secondhand, or not a secondhand. Man, I don't even want to refer to it as that. As a non-mainstream game, mm-hmm. it has. Uh, I've sold a lot of it, and it looks really good. And I told Nate, let's go ahead and do this and take a look at it. But hold on. Let me get over with uh, with the stuff. I left my pad way over there. <laughs> and my lovely wife is going to help me out here. Just some over stuff. My more important stuff. Today is Thursday. Yes. Tomorrow is Friday Night Magic, April 19th. We are having a – this is our Magic the Gathering Arena promotion. You come in and play Friday Night Magic, which is draft form, and you'll be given a code – Limited amount of codes, but you'll be given a code, and uh, it's good for three packs on a Magic Arena online. So hey. that's a pretty good promotion, if you ask me. So I'm going to go pump that out today. I will take your word for it. I'm <laughs> there, so. It's it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Uh, also, War of the Spark is coming out. Are you excited about that? That is kind of interesting. Yeah. Did you see all that stuff? That's I, I saw out? promotionals for it, yeah. Let's put it this way. I mean, we're not the huge store or crazy big or anything like that, but uh, so far we've sold the most pre-release boxes to really? date of, a, of any set we've done so oh, cool. i'm scared because apparently i took their money and i don't know no i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> i gotta make sure they're there guido will be by the yeah guido will be by the <laughs> somebody magic the wizard police will come up yeah. uh so right now we got the uh buy a box promos going on you can buy a box until the 21st which i think is monday what's a box go for box is 100 bucks out the door right that's everything you you get it. That's a special. Yeah. That's not the that's not our normal price. That's the pre-release. Okay. You'll be able to get that. I'm sorry. You'll be able to pick that up at pre-release. So midnight Friday, midnight Saturday morning of the 27th, you'll be able to pick up your box. So you guys are going to be here at midnight to do this. Huh? Yes, so that's another thing. But uh, <laughs> you get a buy a box promo, which is the Tezzeret Master of the Bridge uh, Planeswalker card. Pretty good. Mm. I don't know. People are talking about it already. Somebody said it was worth money. Somebody said it didn't. I got to talk to Joe Warner because uh, Joe Warner's our. Did you see our last podcast with Joe Warner, uh, our financial expert? I, I of course you did. No, yes, yes, I did. I, I watch all things immortal. <laughs> it should be a streaming at your house. But anyway, yeah, we get that. Uh, the pre-release is the 27th at midnight. So it's Friday night, which is the 26th to the well, 27th. It's mid- only Saturday because it's midnight. Yeah, it's yeah, midnight. So it's Saturday. <laughs> That's when we're allowed to do it. We're doing a two-headed giant that night. Okay. So it's uh, $25 straight, whether you pre-release or uh, show up the day of. But uh, – uh, Josh redid the prize support, so it's better prize support. Hey, cool for the money, you know. So we gotta. You know, Plus, you get to come out and hang out with like my yeah, yeah. You hang out and get to hang out with Grumpy Carlos all night until yeah, four or five Bring in the coffee. morning. When I make my classic McDonald's run in the morning afterwards, so. And then the release is the next weekend, which is the third of May. Is it going on all night then? Huh? Like 
Yeah, we do two headed giant. We we actually we have less events, but we should have more people at each event. We're having because we backed it down because we had like six events going, and I think people spread out. So we're gonna have we're gonna back it down to four. So it's the midnight release, which is two headed giant. Then at Saturday at one and six, we're gonna be doing the uh, sealed tournament, which is you get the box and you don't need a partner. Two headed giant, you need a partner. And then uh, Sunday at one o'clock, we're gonna do one. That's a little so jam packed. Yeah, hopefully we're getting more people at one time and make it easier on us because then it's spread out and people didn't True know magic players coming for going family and easter to, to play match well you know church has done at noon yeah, so you got plenty yeah, of time to come in what would you rather do hang out with family or play <laughs> yeah, a game that's uh, what i keep that's what, that's what i keep telling them like they want to be close easter i go listen easter's fine till like one two and then you get tired of family and then you want to go hang out somewhere <laughs> it, sh- <laughs> it should be unless you work with them then you get tired of them quicker, yeah, then huh? it should be at your local game store where you're yeah. always welcome here bring money no i'm kidding <laughs> but seriously bring, seriously, seriously bring money so we have that going on um and uh, I think the release weekend, too, we're going to have the, uh, I think it's open house, where if you want to learn how to play, you come in and get a demo deck, and uh, we teach you how to play. There's also promo cards for that weekend that they give out. And there's another promo card, and I cannot remember with life of me what it is, but there's some other event that they have. It's I think it's game day or something like that. Yeah, they're really pushing. I mean, that's... No, that's, that's pretty much magic, the standard yeah, I mean. stuff they do, but I, I, do, I think for once, I just have it all nicely in oh, half a paragraph. Oh, so I'm good for that. So... Yeah. yeah, they do. They the Wizards is pretty good, cool stuff. So, and they were the Sparks. They're really a lot of people are excited about it. So hey, we'll see. You get them out. I know. We'll see. But uh, what brings us here today with Nate? Oh, before I go off, I, we were making a laugh about Joe Warner. But mm-hmm. uh, Joe Warner, he he wants to start talking about Magic Financial. So he's going to come in and the last set he did, he was talking about the mod, the new the in June it's coming out. It's called Modern Horizons, which is going to expand modern. But he was talking about, he did a lot of talking about money. He does all the, he wrote a couple of books about baseball mm-hmm. statistics. They got published. It was on ESPN and stuff Top like that. Sellers. Top mm-hmm. sellers. So he's good with the numbers and he just applied it to magic and he's made some pretty good predictions. Like he told us, hey, this car's going to spike. And like it went from a dollar card to like a $20, $30 card. Jeez. So he's pretty good at predicting them. So we're going to. He, was, he likes talking. How long Magic has been around, too? I mean, it's, yeah. it's been so, around for, what, the 90s? Right? 92, 93, yeah. 93 came out. Yeah. So, so I mean, it's been around a long time. 20, 25 years, mm-hmm. something. I don't know. I can't do math. But uh, Joe can. That's why I have Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, what's 18 plus 7? <laughs> there you go. But uh, 26 years, but yes. Dude, yes. That's, 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 <laughs> quiet down there. <laughs> I think he caught the answer no, I didn't. No, I was going <laughs> to say, wow, that's pretty good. So anyway, that's what we brought here for uh, today is Forbidden Lands. Go ahead and yes. take it away, uh, Nate. All right. So as we were saying before, uh, Forbidden Lands isn't the, this is not Dungeons and Dragons. This isn't, jeez, uh, um, pr- pretty much all the major uh, games out there. Uh, this fits a nice niche that I think most people will thoroughly enjoy. Um, I was a little surprised by how good it is, to be honest with you. Like at first I thought this was just going to be another, you know, generic fantasy setting. And I was pleasantly surprised with the, the way that it was presented. Um, but we'll get started first. What do you get? Get an awesome box for all of you old schoolers. You'll remember the old box sets. This fits into it beautifully. You, 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 I love that kind of nostalgia. It stuff. is a solid box, too. 
you get two books. One is the Player's Handbook, and the other is the Game Master's Guide. Both of them are hardbound. I think they call this quarter size. Yeah. Uh, so it's just a you know regular novel size book. Is that um, fake leather? It yeah, it's fake leather. Please tell me it's fake leather. Yeah, it's, it's, but real you human, open it up. <laughs> real human skin. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Only the Necronomicon. Has yeah. It, okay. But when you open it up and you look through, and, and again, um, I go by art and whatever. All the artwork in all of these books uh, reminds me of the late 80s, early 90s RPGs. Uh, so just black and white. There's, there's no color pictures or anything like that. But all of them are well done. Like it, it's very nostalgic. I'll put it that way. Very, very nostalgic. Maybe that's why I liked it so much just because it's like, oh, man, I, this reminds me of the old D&D books or the old uh, tour books or even uh, what's the lone wolf novels and that's kind of what it, it reminds yeah. me of lone wolf that's what it looks like to me um, well it reminds me of it. it's not you know well it's it's like i said it's that that feel to it like it's you could drop this into 1980 and and people would be like oh, okay that's what that's what books look like. i mean the cover painting alone is what oh yeah that's, i mean that's 80s all the way right yeah. there so uh the overview all right so this is a very gritty but it's a really magic rich fantasy world where the PCs are, uh, they're in an inhabited but kind of uncharted part of the world that they get to explore, plunder, and build their own domain, basically. It's, it's the ultimate sandbox game. Um, but it is very, it's very gritty. It's very dark. Um, luckily, uh, the rules, I'm going to use an oxymoron here, but the rules are complicatedly simple. I was gonna. I just flipped this open and looking at it. It looks like an easy read. It looks like it, this looks like something right out of the. Right. This looks like something right out of the eighties. It is. It is beautifully done, and it's an easy read. It's not tiny print. It's it's right. in. It's there. Here it is. Boop. Right, and it's it. You have the charts that you need are where they need to be. It's not hard to navigate the book. Each book also has a. A pleasant, uh, uh, or pleasant, a convenient ribbon bookmark to to throw in there. I mean, they they did some uh thought before they just slapped a book together so and it shows like you can you can tell the people who did this liked what they were doing this was to me it feels like somebody had their homebrew campaign really polished it up a whole lot and edited it really well and then put it into a a, a campaign um Oops, so sorry. the player's handbook this is all the rules of the game this is character creation combat magic uh how everything is run, how the system works. And the system itself is, it's a it's an interesting take on how to, to do things because um, you have, basically you have a stat or an ability, you have a skill and sometimes uh, an equipment that can help you with whatever task you want to do. And it's all six out of dice. So let's say you have a five in your attribute, a two in your skill, and then your, your equipment is a die. Each one of those dice, they'll have to be a different color so you can denote which, um, where you're getting your, your yeah. where it's coming from. Because if you roll a six, you've succeeded. All your sixes are successes. If you roll a one, it's what's called a bane and bad things can happen. For like, for example, you were, that's a good example that they give in the book is you're, you're trying to climb a rock wall and you have a rope. So you have, let's say your uh, agility skill is like two and your move skill or uh agility attributes to your move skill is like four and and you have a rope that's a one 
you roll all the dice and you get one six in there and the rope skill or the rope die comes up as a as a one so that you get to the top but because it rubbed against the rock or whatever the rope is now useless and no, it's, it's, not, it's a neat it's system like i said it's I can see where you like say the rope broke on your way up, and you right. grab something to pull. When you say it's got five in strength, you get to roll five dice. Yes, right? you roll okay, five so. dice for that. You, you add those all together, and that's your pool of dice oh, okay. that you roll. Um, so it's a dice pool. So like with that example, you said you had five and three and one, so you right. roll nine dice. Right. Okay. And but it's and only sixes, sixes are successes. Okay. Right. Anything else? Can you modify those rolls or no? You can what's called a push. So it's risky to do because you can. Damage in this game is uh, taking away from your attributes. So as soon as you get down to, let's say you have a five in your strength or, or whatever, and that's what, instead of hit points, when you get hurt, your strength goes down. So now you're having less dice to roll. And once you get to zero, you're considered broken. And then criticals happen and, and bad, bad things can happen. Oh, so okay. combat is deadly. I will. That's plain and simple. Combat is deadly. Pretty much any time you have to roll a die of any type, Bad things can happen, so it's it's a even if, when you're rolling. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you you really do have to focus on w risk reward and role playing more than just I'm going to go somewhere and hack and slash my way through. You can do that, but what, chance of you not making it out alive is very high. How long is uh, based on that? How long is character creation? Character creation is awesome, depending on how complicated <laughs> you want to get with it. You can take this awesome little handbook that comes into the book well, with the box itself i don't know if you can see that on camera i'm trying to give it there all right this has tons of charts in it you can basically randomly roll for everything about your character from its background to its skills to all of that and it's just rolling some dice and you mark it down and you can create and i did that with a you know just a play around and i made some pretty unique various characters that? yeah that book is also awesome for the gm because you simply Roll some dice and you figure out a legend or a location or a monster. It's it's that little handy dandy book. I have a feeling kind of disappointed it didn't come in a hardback Ooh. or as a spiral because that thing's going to get used a ton. Or at least maybe in, that's why they didn't do it. I, yeah. Well, you could see. I don't know. But wow, they, there's they, they do. They do have other things to support this game. Like uh, they have <laughs> dice, dice that you can buy. Well, yeah. I have not seen a happy childhood in this book yet. No, you're not. <laughs> okay. You're not so depressed. Well, the, the premise of it, like. No, it's fine. It's fine. But. Uh, basically, to, to create a character, um, it took me, this is my first time running through it. It took me a half hour to go oh, from the beginning psh. to the end. So you have to pick your kin, which is your race. Your mm -hmm. human, half elf, elf, dwarf, halfling, wolfkin, orc, or goblin. Uh, wolfkin, wolfkin are interesting. They're like a. Wolf humanoids, they're, they're pretty cool. Each one has a, is a unique, and it's pretty dark, all of them. Like half, even the halflings, like they have this veneer that they showed everybody where they're happy-go-lucky, you know, your typical halfling. But um, at the end of the day, when they all go home and they're a little inebriated, you know, they, they beat their wives and kick the dog <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really, like I said, it's, it's uh, How do we get to <laughs> um, you, you're, that's then, not funny no, I don't know why, <laughs> I don't know you don't why, know why I'm you're laughing. laughing you feel bad about laughing I can't see a halfling this, this little rotund guy with yeah. fuzzy feet kicking his dog but anyway dinner's called <laughs> uh, after you pick your race you pick your profession there's druid fighter hunter minstrel peddler rider rogue and sorcerer pretty standard right. so there's eight different races eight different professions um, you have 16 skills to allocate points to 
Um, and then you have what's kind of unique to each. Where do you get the points for the skills? It's just it's 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 based pre-made. on your age. Oh, okay. You can choose your age. Elves are basically immortal. Mm-hmm. I mean, they can die, but they don't really age. So they start always at adult. But you can you can be younger or adult or older. And when you're younger, you have more phys- more uh, attributes to allocate, but less skills because you're not as worldly. And then, and vice versa, when you're old, you don't have as many. You're you're more. Oh, okay, so there's drawback. So, I was gonna yeah, say, what would be yeah, the drawback if you just yeah. said you're a thousand years old? But I get um, it. I get it. There are talents and edges. Those go beyond the attributes, and they're they're fueled by by willpower. To get willpower, you need to push your dice rolls and mm-hmm. succeed. You gain a point of willpower. That's also how magic is fueled, is using willpower. Um, a big way to get willpower back is by uh, staying at your stronghold, which is another unique little feature they have in here where you actually build a little domain and, and start to, I guess, build up your fiefdom almost. Um, hmm. So you start with nothing in a land that has nothing. I mean, the the premise of the land is many, many years ago, um, uh, humans kind of came into this land where the elves and dwarves were. um, Don't say it. Don't say wrecked it. (laughs) They went to war. Go ahead. They basically went to war. A whole lot of war. Uh, Long story short, a a big sorcerer um, unleashed a bunch of demons to try to win said war okay and uh because of that the humans that lived beyond the mountains where humans were kind of from built a huge kind of, almost like game of thrones ish wall, wall <laughs> without a door to it. And they, just, they put that wall up and then locked then they called it the forbidden lands from then on and mm. um for the past 300 years every night uh this they called it the blood mist would appear and if you're out in the open you would be devoured it, you would be dead on this side of the wall on, on this side. so of the no wall. matter where you're at no matter where you'd you're be at. fishing if you were at home in if you were in a dwelling or a village or something like that you were okay so it started to obviously isolate everybody around there because you you can only travel half a day that's a kind of kind of cool oh, that's a little are, cool backstory it, right it is, that's kind I mean, of there's a, a lot more to it it's don't very get me wrong. terrifying like you left yeah. your dog out for Jack the well yeah. it doesn't it the, the blood mist normally didn't affect children or beast. Oh, come on. Got it. There, there's a reason behind it. You're real dark. If it's, okay, go, go, there's go, a go, reason go, behind go, it, go. and that's in the GM's guide. But All right. the play, as far Don't as the players spoiler know. Alert. Right. <laughs> spoiler alert. Spoiler. Spoiler. Spoilers. So, uh, where was I? I was, yeah, that's kind of cool. Again, um, I'm sorry. I, I think I got you off track with the skills, but there's a oh. set number of skills you can pick from. Right. right? Okay. There's 16 <laughs> skills. <laughs> um, then there's talents that come with each type of kin and profession and and edges and attributes so you can no two characters are just going to be your uh atypical archetype characters you can mm-hmm. you can create two of the same race even two of the same class but vastly different in what they do and i like that aspect of it too i mean that's that's pretty cool to me um it only uses six-sided dice eights tens and twelves um <laughs> Steered, steered clear of the twenty, huh? <laughs> clear of the, well, clear of the twenty. But I got, you know, that's the good. uses that's of good. the dice are, are different too, because like I said you're you're rolling sixes for most things, and you're trying to get a six. Well, if you roll an eight-sided die, six and seven are worth one success, and eight is worth two. If you're rolling 
uh, a twelve sided oh, die, yeah, you get more successes. Yeah, that's, the higher that's, up you that's are. That's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. Like so, the the mighty D twelve in this, like and, you know, you could you, potentially have uh, four yeah. successes on when you roll a twelve. That's phenomenal. Like, well, that's uh, there's no need for a tw- with a dice pull. Mm-hmm. There's no need for a twenty, and I like that. Yes. You know, it's simple that way, and that's yeah. another way to. I'm, I'm thinking of it like a retailer play. Like you yeah. play this game, you might want like, hey, I need. 20 red dice, 20 blue dice, you know. And of course, they do I sell their own their own dice with the symbols on it for like a skull for the one and a cross swords for, and they will come in a pack that has three sets of 10, six-sided, and then a couple of eights. Yeah. Are they available now? I don't know if they're available now, but they talk about it in these books, so I'm assuming that if it's not available now, it will be very, very I'll soon. I'll have to look because I, I, I'll get those in. I mean, they also have uh, initiative in the game isn't done by rolling dice. You actually have – you can use playing cards, one through ten, and you shuffle them up and then everybody grabs one. There's certain talents that allow you to grab two and pick the one you want. Um, oh, okay. But they're so. also going to – I think they're going to come together – with a pack that has the dice and like, like special initiative yeah, yeah, cards, yeah. you know, that's going to have their own art and everything else. You know, the little stuff that that helps promote the game. Um, it looks good. What's What else is also very cool about this game is that the incidentals that normally get looked over in most RPGs travel. Like I think we talked about it before. With yeah, the yeah, yeah. I really love their journey system. That was, that was to me, inspired. For uh, uh, Middle Earth, right? Middle Earth, yeah. the 5e. Yeah. And with this, a huge portion of it, since that very brief background that I talked about, mm-hmm. um, basically, you are inhabitants of this land. And, and for the past many, many generations, you've only known the small area around your village or oh, where you dwell. you couldn't really, yeah, you couldn't You couldn't camp. travel anywhere. You couldn't camp. Right. right. You know, you, you, you were isolated from all of that. I mean, you might have heard stories from traveling people, like, who would be able to make it to another place in a day or, or what have you. Um, but most of the time, you... <laughs> Lived your entire life and generations of your life was on the same farm in the same village with the same people. I mean, you would literally have to like, all right, we're going to go out five miles, start a stronghold, run back before the end of the day. I mean, (laughs) just just think about that. Trying to forage and and build another another village would would be a monumental task. So puts a downer on everything. And that's where the map comes in. Um, I (laughs) I like I said, I'm I'm a big fan of of. Is it cool double artwork? Is it so double it's a double-sided map, and oh, it's the same no. on both sides. See, that sold me on that. And it's got hexagonal marks in it, right? So mm-hmm. each one of the hex marks is just like in uh, the 5E Middle Earth. What's um, on the back side? It's about a day of travel. Oh, same thing? Yeah, it's, it's the exact same map on both sides because it's meant to be used more than once because no two being a sandbox game. There's literally you're, – you're not working for a king or, or there's no grand – uh, campaign. I mean, you can make one, but there's no really grand campaign that they're producing. You just go, okay, we're gonna we're gonna in, um, investigate uh, a rumor or a legend. You know, like you hear about, oh yeah, way back before, when the blood mist came, there was this castle that was, you know, about seven days away or something. And now that this blood mist is gone, people are. That's why people are starting to be able to to go out again and and start moving. Unexplicably gone. You also get. Oh, is that part of the lore? That's part of the oh, why this world is, is okay. It's is, expanding. Did I not say that? No, you kind, okay, of, so, you kind of glossed over. Yeah, that I glossed part. over that little part. Oh, it's, <laughs> yeah. a, it's a hugely important part. Of it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> the blood mists have disappeared. Okay, and that's okay. why now everybody's starting to go out. Because I was thinking, if there was a blood mist there, it was almost like a, uh, a resource game. That's a role playing right. game. Well, that, it, but now there is no resources blood. involved in this. A lot of it, actually. When you start to build a stronghold, like the the whole premise of the game is, here is. 
a sandbox to play in. You figure out what you're going to put into it. And you do that by basically coming up with a random legend and, and then you flesh it out. It's, it's so character driven that the GM's job is to really just kind of fill in the gaps that the characters don't know about, you know, like just fill in these little bits of information and, and then populate that little bit of information. So you have these, these stickers that as you're adventuring, you start placing on the map so that, oh, we discovered this place, we discovered that place. And it's going to change each time you play, obviously, each I'm campaign. Sorry. I want to touch it. Are they uh, no, these stickers are not reusable, but um, they did mention in the books that they would be selling more sheets of them and stuff like that. If, and and other mats, replacement the maps, maps yeah, all that fun stuff. So if you have multiple campaigns going on, you can. I mean, not even from a uh, like a retailer standpoint of like reselling it, mm -hmm. which, you know, you got to make money. Right. But um, that's a cool idea. I, I, I that thought it was really cool. You could. You could come up with anything. Like this, this is a really cool idea. Yeah. Who are these guys? Free Press? Yes, free League? Free, free, Go ahead. I'm uh, sorry. It's Free League Press. I think yeah. is the name, the full name of it. Go ahead. Um, Go ahead. Where was I going? Oh, the other thing that's normally glossed over are your like consumable items. Now, they don't want you to... I got the feeling that they don't want you to like really focus on like the mundane stuff. But they have a, a unique system that that really, I think, works really well to and makes it easy for the consumables. So you have like water food or water rations torches and like arrows each uh career um or profession excuse me um will have what dye you put into each of those consumables so let's say uh your profession gives you a d8 in rations mm -hmm. and a d12 in arrows well every time you shoot an arrow or eat a ration you roll a whatever side of dye it is uh if you roll above or one or two, you still have more. Once you roll a one or two, it goes down by a die level. So D12 goes uh, to 10, eight, and then six. Once you get down to six, you're out. You're completely out. So you run out of food, you run out of water, you know, obviously bad things will start happening to you. See, that's a that's a simple system instead of yeah. counting. and Instead of having like a, yeah. a huge tracker and, yeah. and ticking off little boxes as you go along. So and, that and should bookkeeping, be an It's just one die roll. Oh, geez. All right, down to a D six in water now. Yeah, so, so I'm gonna run. Yeah, that be yeah that that puts a sense of urgency to get back right. because like <clears throat> I like that and I, and that's almost glossed over in all games. Like we play D and D yeah. and uh, these guys like they're in a dungeon. I'm like, how long have you guys been down here? Like ah, a week or so. And I'm thinking, you know, it would be more if if food or water was the issue, right. you know, but. It's it kind of slows down role playing, especially when you just want to have fun. But if it's built into a system like that where you just roll, then all of a sudden you're like, well, then it becomes a factor. You know what I'm right. saying? Like I don't have to do math or or bookkeeping to know that you know you just say I'm at a D six or whatever, and then you right. roll a one. You're like, oh crap! Because usually when supplies or anything, it sneaks up on you. Right. You know, and you're like, oh, I'm out of bullets. You know, right. <laughs> whoops. <laughs> you know, so. and, and the other nice thing is. You, player characters can can give each other like let's say i have a d8 in rations well i want to give you i'll give you a d6 then i only have a d6 oh see so it's... but you know now i've just decreased my chances of and that's another thing about equipment it's not that easy to come across i mean we're talking about very isolated places that's... that <laughs> that don't you know that just now are they are people starting to kind of move out of it so it's hard to come across equipment so a lot of a lot of skills involve repairing what you have because that's that's a big thing. Like, 
Cause I was like, well, you know, I'm just going to go hunt or I'm just going to go get water. I'm mm. like, have you ever for real in life had to go hunt or find water or anything? It's not. It, it would take <laughs> up. If you lived that way, I think 12 hours of our day would just be spent on oh, yeah. simply uh, continuing our existence, yeah. having enough water and food and stuff not to die. I'm going to run down to Sakio, Japan, find right. myself some, <laughs> some dinner. We don't know how good we got. <laughs> yeah. We don't know how good we got. You yeah. and, and marshmallows. The, the importance of having the right gear, too. You can only carry so much. Oh, yeah. You can, that's... you can have X amount of gear. So having the right gear <laughs> to do the right stuff is really yeah, important as well. That's another... Sometimes I'll pull it on my players too. It's like, well, how are you doing that? Well, no, no, you can't just, you know. Yeah. Can't use your sword as a, yeah. you can't use your, your dagger to sew yeah. your, your You're not, shirt clothes. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not going to oh, happen. God, that would be so easy. Um, so as I said before, uh, we'll go into combat now. Combat is straight up deadly. I mean, there's, it is, it is a very gritty game and, uh, it affects damage affects your abilities it's mostly strength but once your ability falls to zero you are broken and then you start rolling for criticals <sighs> to be honest there are a lot of ways to die in this game uh, and but it's set up that way i mean it's, it's, it's set up that that you are literally fighting for survival to carve out your own section of this world so it, there's a lot of ways that uh you can perish plus with all the lore in the background which i really can't get into it's it's well done. I'll put it that way. It's a good story. Is it a good read? It is a good read. It, so it's not your trope fantasy either. Okay. So. I, just go back to combat. You said when you, let me just, if I could simplify it from what I've been listening to you talk. So your ability scores are there. Like say, what is the strength? Let's say you have a strength of five. Okay. Strength of five. And you lose five strength. Does that mean your strength zero as you far as game zero. stack? Right. You are now, you're now called broken. And then if you. Is that when you're just, I can imagine like you're just trying to hobble away and yes. just get to your point yes. of. Then how would you die from there? Um, you take another hit or have something else that affects your strength negatively. Once you oh, if it goes negative, right? Can it? Can any of the other stats go negative? All like, of them can. Okay, so and whatever. Then, and it, when you're broken with something, like if if your strength is broken, I mean you're you're in bed rest. If your um, willpower or not willpower, uh, like willpower, I could see you just give up and yeah, die. You, you know, you, you uh, let me get to the actual page thirty-five. Is what I'm looking for. No, you can go Dying. negative and only one. You yeah, have die and ask if you strength, have to go negative and all. And empathy. So each one of those, based, I mean, some spells affect empathy. Yeah. And when you get to a zero empathy, you just don't care about <laughs> you it. Don't so don't have have, yeah. You don't want to have no empathy. You don't want to have no empathy. anything to do with anything anymore. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm done. You know, your wits, your agility, your strength. Strength is the most common one that you're going to lose because that's what all damage, all physical damage is, is done by. And it's not that hard to break a character. I mean, it, it if you really only have five, I mean, imagine and even if it's one damage a hit, you know, right. You right. Take, I mean, that's less, that's less dice you're going to be rolling to, to try to defend yourself. I mean, it's, oh, that's every time. So if it goes oh, down yeah. by one, your, your dice pool goes down. You yeah. See, it. I like that system. Yeah. You, weak, you weaken as you get beat up. Not like, and I'm not ragging on D and D system at all because it is what it is. And you're it's a good heroic system. until you're not. Yeah. You're <laughs> heroic yeah. until you're out. <laughs> you know? but, I mean, th there's systems like D and D is a prime example of that. That makes sense in that system. Yeah. You know, for that you're world. You're fighting that a dragon and, and you know, you're down to your last 10 hit points and, and it's down to its last 10. And I mean, it's, it's an epic battle. Yeah, you're just going to, you don't want the guy to just, both of them to just be hobbling around like you're not looking for realism at that point you know you're 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 that's a heroic adolescent power hungry fantasy fight club my adolescent uh, my, 
<laughs> I'm like, now my wife's pretty, uh, pretty power hungry. <laughs> She's mad that uh, her bard can't cast more spells. But anyway. So um, your mag magic is a great system. Um, it's fueled by willpower. Um, it's powerful yet dangerous with mishaps that can happen on, on your rolls. Um, is that the one on a magic? Nah, it's more than that. I mean, you okay. can you can you can push it, magic and and fry your brain. I mean, it's 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 a double edged sword, but it's it's pretty powerful in what it can do. It's I personally I like the balance between risk and reward with magic. Yeah, you know, you have some spells that you could do automatically, like you you have the right skills and the right and at enough of a level that it just happens. But what's the fun of that? Why not push it a little bit and try to do something a little more? Um, does, do you guys read the chat? Yeah, we read the chat. Yep. It's Ver Bossick. My, I'm sorry, my eyes are bad, but yeah, we do read the chat. Um, there's the journeys, much like in Middle Earth. You, it's divided by quarter days, so you have like you know morning, mid afternoon, all that stuff. Each PC uh, needs to declare an action that they're going to be doing. It's mostly hike, though. Uh, uh, someone has to lead the way. Um, someone can hunt and forage and and whatnot. So every time you go through a hex, you're each person is doing something, and you can roll some dice. That's and, for the travel, right? And yeah. it's it's a simple little chart. It's it's really it's that part of it's not complicated at all. Just, okay, I'll roll this, roll this. This can happen. This can happen. I mean, if you get an encounter, you know, you have to roll some more and everything. But it, it's it's set up in a way that it's I don't have to sit there and be like every minute of this you know like either i'm going to plan out all of the stuff that's going to happen from a to b or i can just but simply roll for each know. hex you can roll as you go right yeah see that's right. a nice see, i would like to play that game it's nice relaxing let me see what's going on right. and i mean you I, could you could literally sit down and not have to pre-game at all okay, you don't see, even need to really have nice. an idea of what's going to happen all you have to do is have your players sit down roll a couple of things on on your charts in here to come up with a legend and they'll say, okay, I want to go investigate. And they're going to plot their way to get there. You're going to roll some dice, figure out how they so get this there. Is it, and that, then once they get there, you can randomly do it. That's in the GM's guide or the, what do they call it? The game master's guide? The game deal. master's guide, yes. It shows you how to plot that out and there's charts and yes. to make an adventure. Okay, that's cool too. And then the other very cool aspect about this game is the stronghold. So as you're, it's kind of assumed that you're going to find an abandoned place or whatever and make that your stronghold but you could build it up from scratch but basically your stronghold is where your power base is going to be where and just like anything you have to get resources to build it to make it work and uh when you're away i mean you're gonna have to figure out uh how okay i want to put a bakery in here okay well i need this material and i need a baker so you don't have to hire people to do it oh while we're away we're gonna to have to hire people to defend this place and if you can't pay them you know they'll just take your stuff and leave and uh, i mean it's it's the the rules for the stronghold in here i think players and gms will both like um because it it, it could be a linchpin for multiple adventures and i mean as you start to get notoriety amongst the people of the forbidden lands some people are going to, hey, I heard you hit, they found this artifact. Well, I want that thing. I'm going to go assault their castle. I mean, it's 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 built in that way so that you do kind of create. See, I already see stuff. where you could have two different, like you could have one DM with one group and another DM mm -hmm. with one group. And then you got to have the same pit map. Them, pit them against yeah, each other. Yeah, yeah. See, that's yeah. kind of cool. That's kind of cool. Um, or you could have one DM with two groups. 
Yeah. Eh, that yeah. Might. To, me, to, to me, that sounds like work. But yeah, that sounds cool. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'd want to play in that game. I don't think I'd want to DM that game. I, and I think you could you could definitely um, even do this almost online, like with, with two different groups, even across the country, like they just are using the same map. Hey, this hex over here, put this sticker because hmm. we're here. And then this one over here. And they're maybe not competing with each other, but eventually, hey, you know, just like Highlander, man, there couldn't be only one. So. Yeah. I wonder if they have a digital format for that. For, uh, I'm sure they do. Roll I mean, 20. And roll I'm, 20. I'm, not a di- I'm not really a digital guy. I, like, know, I, like yeah, having the books, yeah, but I don't like it either. Believe- no, I meant the map. Oh, the map? Yeah. So you could do that. Like, they have a digital map. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. I mean, they have it in a PDF form, so that's it's on there. I don't know if you could place your stickers on it or anything. I haven't looked into that. Yeah, I mean, if they did all this nice, I'm sure they did that. I mean, if I'd be surprised if they didn't. If they didn't, they should, because I could see where that already where you could. It's cool. That's that's pretty much the player's handbook. That's all the rules, all building your character. Everything about the game that a player needs to know is literally in here from building a stronghold, going adventuring, a bit of lore about the world, what a, what a PC would know, and magic and combat, all that. It's all in here. It's not a huge book to read, and it's thoroughly no it looks like it, it looked like you could I, it looks like i could read that in a, in a sitting or two it's yeah it took me about not that i'm dumb but <laughs> it, this took me about a, a day and a half to read through once yeah about a day and a half then you get the the game master's guide um this is all the lore of the forbidden lands the history of the forbidden lands what's kind of going on in the forbidden lands all the gods all the um sects it also has three fully fleshed out places one of them is a village one of them is a ruins like a dungeonist so like an adventure no i wouldn't say an adventure like i said this is a sandbox so there's no there's no plot or anything to it. it's like this place is here this is what inhabits this place you throw what you want into it the the village that they give is a nice starting point for for pcs Mm -hmm. um that's another cool thing about the uh pc generation is you the pcs figure out how they get together you know, or you can randomly roll in that handy dandy uh, pamphlet book. Pamphlet book. They can literally randomly roll, and you know they were all from a shipwreck or a drunken night at a pub. I mean, it, all the common tropes are in there, and some yeah. unique ones too. So <laughs> the normal. I mean, it, yeah, it, it, the, the reason for them to be together is is something that they don't have to sit there and all talk about and disagree about for twenty minutes. The monsters in there. Uh, the, all yes, all of the creatures are in here. Another cool thing about the creatures being a sandbox game, they have. Plenty of creatures that are just a conglomeration of tons of different stuff. You know, like uh, the the they're basically demons inhabiting various creatures all at once. Oh, that's and cool. I, it and it makes for unique monsters, and I I like that aspect of it. You have your tried and true ones that are in here as well. You have you know dragons and manticores and and all that fun stuff. So undead stuff like that. So. This would be a good undead setting, I think. This is, uh, I mean, there's there's quite a bit. It even hints at about a, a lot of undead in the actual settings because you, again, you're going to a lot of ruins and, and the demons and right. All that right. Death so and it, it lends itself even very looking well at to that. even looking at those books just reminds me of anything '80s. Like I want to go home and watch Conan, the good the good <laughs> Conan, not the not, not, well, the not the new Conan. The other cool thing that the the GM uh, guide has is besides just the the creatures and whatnot. Um, I like that Our, black and white artwork just from what I can see from here. Yeah, it's it's like I said, it, it'll take you back to the to the early 90s, late 80s um, are kind of like magic items. They call them artifacts mm-hmm. and they give a ton of them in here that because, the, you know, it's you, you hear a legend about this, this thing and you go seek it out. And this is once you find it, that's your reward, you know, mm-hmm. so it's 
I love the sandbox, sandbox setting of it. I like the system itself. It is a little complicated in the beginning, I think. Like I said, I had to read through it a couple of times. I, Nothing yeah. beats sitting down with a group of players and putting it through the works. But it seems like from what I've read online and what I'm reading in the books, once the characters pick it up, it's almost second nature. I was going to say, it's it's usually those games with the uh, dice pulls. Mm-hmm. They get the rules get a little... They're like mucky. They're like... Uh, how do I describe it? It's it's complicated. It's like one of those. It's complicated at first, but once you right. get it, it's you know it's complicatedly simple. simple. Yeah, once you get like, it, you're like, oh, okay. Each each type of weapon might have a different attribute that that you know goes along with that weapon. You know, two handed weapon or whatever. It does more damage or this that and the other. I mean, it's it's it takes a read through. Don't get me wrong. It will take a read through. You don't want to just pull this out of the box and be like, hey, it's a sandbox game. We'll just whatever goes. You really do need. <laughs> to prepare as far as the rules go for it i'd say on a like how chunky the game is you know i I'd clunky that's clunky. what i was looking for yeah clunky the game is i'd say uh it's a good not as complicated as like shadow run fifth edition mm-hmm. which is very complicated in my opinion but nowhere near as easy as like a uh unisystem all flesh must be eaten type thing. I, okay. I'd, I'd put this right smack in the middle. Maybe a little bit harder than D&D 5th edition, but not by much once you get it down. New players? New or? players, F, definitely. Oh, man, this, this is almost... I would I would recommend this game to new GMs. Somebody who's never role-played before mm-hmm. because you don't have to follow anybody else's stuff. You literally create it as you go. And there's nothing better than having a homebrewed campaign that you don't have to work so freaking hard to do. <laughs> I mean, so, honestly, in our youth, how, how, how much graph paper did you go through making a world and a stuff? Lot. You got this. <laughs> and what's also cool is let's say you are already playing a game. This, the nature of this, it's on a coastline and it's in, surrounded by other mountains. I mean, you could drop this into any campaign setting you want and just change the flavor of it a little bit. Yeah. How about uh, for players? New players? Yeah. Oh, yeah. New players? Yeah, so definitely throw new. They'd have to, you'd have to learn the, the system, but that gun kind of falls on the GM. You know, have a couple of pre-games where you're not, you're not going to put the characters into situations that they're going to die instantly, but, you know, make them use their skills, make them learn how combat works, how their talents work, how their, how willpower works, all of that stuff. Once, once the system's down, this game lends very well to inexperienced to experienced. Okay. Um, and that's what I think the, the the appeal of the sandbox is. You can I mean, throw this down and I like have a great game. It. Yeah, I like it and I consider myself experienced. Right. I, I, I would want to check it out. Um, on a 1 to 10, what would you give it on all? I'd, I'd give this a solid 9. Really? Solid 9. With, without a doubt. <laughs> an 8, 9. <laughs> How about the price? Price-wise, uh, for what, what you get, as, a, as far as a complete setting goes, it's not that expensive. I think this is, what, $60? I think it was fifty nine ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. See, and I was honestly I was surprised to see those hardbacks that look like that. And right, I, I, I well the quarter <laughs> size, which which helps. But. Yeah, but I was surprised to see that the hardback with that fake leather and the, the bookmarks and the in the map quality, the double sided map and the the book. I, I was surprised by the quality. And not only that, but uh, they're supporting the game. There's already a book yep. out that's kind of a campaign almost for it. Like no, it is. Even yeah, though it doesn't a, have like 
your characters need to go do this, this, this. They have like an uh, overarching story arc that you can incorporate in the sandbox. Yeah, because we have that in stock. And I just, yeah. they just put out a pre-order. I just pre-ordered the next book they're coming out. So they are supporting this. I, I would are, say if if more, if people start to pick this up more, um, as far as a fantasy game goes, this could have, this could definitely outshine um Maybe some of the less, maybe not Forgotten Realms for D&D, but like this, this would outshine a lot of fifth edition. Yeah, so I'm probably going to keep this as one of the ones I keep in oh, stock. Oh, yeah, yeah. So. I mean, it, I have a feeling that in, in the next few months, once once people kind of get a hold of these things, like you might you might be mixing your D&D nights with, with uh, Forbidden Lands. Because it, it blends so well to even an open format where you have a core group of people and somebody else can just join for an event, you know, part of an adventure. So, I mean, it works well with that. So. Where, Hey, I want a piece of that glory. Okay, come on with us, you know. Well, I'm, I'm happy for these guys. They did something good then, sounds like. All right, Nate. Well, thanks for coming on, talking about Forbidden Lands. I'm sure you'll run a game or somebody will. I'd love to. If I'd somebody's running a game or is currently, I know I've sold a few of these. So mm -hmm. if somebody's running a game and wants to come up here and use the tables and let us watch, let us know. Give us a give us a buzz or call or something. But uh, uh yeah, that's it. Uh, <laughs> if you guys want to get a hold of us, give us a call at 216-712-7169 for the store. Uh, MortalsInc.com. And you can see our website, uh, our Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, anything. Just if you want to respond to us, just uh, leave a message there and uh, we'll get back to you. Or come on in and we'll talk to you. Somebody always wants to talk to you. Throw, throw some comments down there. If, if there's any game out there that you guys want to know about, hey, can you review this before I... Before I purchase it or whatever, you know. Yeah, let us know. Like we'll I said, it's you... only my opinion. This is just my opinion on stuff. So yeah, well, at least you can see it and hear about it before yeah. you spend the money. I was waiting to hear the downside of this game. The, the downside is you definitely have to read through it a few times to really get the rules down, and then even then you have to sit down and kind of see how the dice work. This is not that unlike D and D, where it's like okay, you have a difficulty number, you roll that, and it's I mean. It's it's not that simple or like all flesh. You roll a t one tenth out of die, you get a nine. Okay, like this this one. There's your talents and your abilities and spells and everything. They all run off of willpower. To get willpower, you have to push your rolls, which means you have oh, to put yourself okay. into some kind of harm's way or be at your stronghold. Which so I mean, th there's a lot of nuances to the game, and all these talents and stuff are very different. So Figuring it out. right, like I said, it's it's complicatedly simple, but. Once you pick it up, you'll pick it up. You have to figure it out. Right. Oh, yeah. Well, that's But cool. don't, don't let that discourage you. Because, I mean, like I said, good games tend to have parts of it that to give it the flavor that it needs be a little more on the, the clunky side. Not so much where it's like, oh, my God, I have a chart for, every, oh, man, I walk one meter and I got to roll to see if I can. Yeah, no, it doesn't I mean, seem this, like this It like seems that. like we're getting past those. Right. And I right. think people are putting out what everybody wants. So. Yeah. All right. Any other questions, babe? No. All right. She's good. <laughs> All right. So anyway, thanks again. Immortalsinc.com, 216-712-7169. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, all the social medias. Don't forget about our Patreon. Don't forget about War of Spark. And don't forget to just come on in and see us. All right. Till next time. Bye. Bye.